Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Marshawn Lynch's Hennessy Supplier, it's the 4th and Inches Show. <laughs> Jana. And Jana, how are you? Happy Halloween. I mean, I don't think any of us are as good as Marshawn Lynch is. <laughs> That's for sure. You should just, but he makes for good TV. He does. Uh, even if the FCC might have a problem with it, I think we all can agree that if there's not much people can agree on, but I think most people would agree that he would be a very entertaining permanent host for some uh, show or another i don't know what maybe i think i think we just put them put them on espn plus behind a paywall so parents you know (laughs) you have to let your kids watch it but i i mean i just want to listen to him talk about the world he's so ridiculous every interview he does is just outrageous and i have to say like when they first were announcing the yes i'm looking at it and i'm like ooh, marshawn lynch in the first quarter that seems like he should really be in the fourth quarter like after 10 o'clock and like then that might have gone over a little better, but I, I just I gotta say they were they were rolling with. It. <laughs> I think he was as well behaved as he probably could have been. Yeah, it just it's amazing that a guy who didn't want to speak at Super Bowl press conferences, if you remember his infamous "I'm just here so I don't get fined," uh, right. you know, parroting that on repeat, endless loop. You know that a guy like that could actually be so entertaining, whether it's the commercials or just you know you know, throwing moms out of football camps he, or if, what. Yeah, if he keeps working hard, he might catch Peyton Manning in those commercials. He's everywhere now. He seems to be. And I, I think we're all better <laughs> off for that. But anyway. <laughs> I think we are all better I know off. I am. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we have, we've got all kinds of good stuff for you guys this week, as we always do. Uh, we are on a special Thursday edition this week. And uh, we'll be back at our regular time from, uh, on Wednesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. A whole hour of fun for you every week. I'm sure that's not enough for you, so you can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And, of course, Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find us, download us, rate, review, all that good stuff. Take us on your commute. We'll keep you company. So if you have questions after tonight, we can help you set your lineups. But uh, you can find us all over the spot. Tonight, we'll, uh, we've got all kinds of good stuff we've got. Uh, we'll take care of the injury report, which is a mile long as always. <laughs> News notes, uh, who to pick up on the waiver wire to, to fill up uh, some of these holes in your lineup, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, uh, daily fantasy picks. All kinds of good stuff. And I think with our, our Halloween tradition, we're going to take a look at some tricks and treats for the season as well. So we've got all kinds of stuff going on. We have only two teams on a bye this week, which, once again, I've got beef with the schedule maker. Why would we have six last week into this week? Doesn't even make sense, but I digress. The Ravens and the Raiders are both on buys this week. So you uh, certainly have some offensive holes to fill, and we are going to take care of all that for you. 
are you feeling this week about things, Sherpa? How are your fantasy teams? Did you survive by Mageddon? Actually, did pretty well, but the one league I care most about, I, I lost. I was the second highest scoring team in the oh. league for the week, but unfortunately, was playing the highest scoring team for the league. That happened but, to me, uh, too. So it is. <laughs> I was... I was like, I, I lost by like 12 points thanks to DK Metcalf, and uh, it, it of course came down to the last game of the week. But outscored everybody but the team I was playing, so could have done without that. <laughs> well, for every time that happens, there's always a time when uh, you're like the second or third lowest score of the week, and you just happen to be playing somebody with the lowest score, and then you get a win you don't really deserve perhaps, but uh, it all evens out if you play in enough leagues and play for enough years. Just yeah. hope it doesn't happen yeah, in the I'm finals. Although there, I guess, if, don't that, in the finals don't week, if you score the second highest total in the <laughs> league, you're probably not doing too well anyway. No, things aren't looking so good for you, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, we have the trade deadline coming up. Uh, on Tuesday, a couple of trades already been made. Um, so finally, by the time we're with you next, we will be done talking about Deshaun Watson, hopefully, because I'm just over this. Um, but the Saints have reacquired running back Mark Ingram, II from the Texans for a couple of late-round draft picks. So bringing him back to where he spent the first eight years of his career and he and Alvin Kamara are like, best friends and, and they love each other. And if I'm playing the Saints from here on out, I'm not really excited about seeing that. Um, Sean Payton said there's a very good chance. It's highly probable that Mark Ingram's going to play this week. I don't know if you want to start him, but he's going to be a part of the lineup. And if you're on Twitter, you've seen Brandon Cooks is not happy about Mark Ingram leaping down. Uh, he's got to feel like the the loneliest man in the world in Houston. Uh, obviously, he and Mark Ingram played together with the Saints, so he probably lost one of his actual friends and, like, the only other real football player on that team. So, sorry, Brandon Cooks. Um, also on the move, uh, Joe Flacco was traded back to the Jets. He he did some time there previously, and I think that is the right way to put it when you play for the, the Jets there. doing time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Eagles got a conditional – Six-round pick in return. Uh, obviously, we saw Zach Wilson sprained his PCL on his knee. He's going to be out two to four weeks. Uh, Joe Flacco at least, like, knows how to get to the training facility. They probably have a jersey or two left over of his. So that seems like the easiest transition when you have uh, a rookie from a low-level D1 school trying to play quarterback for you. You might need a little something to help out there. Sorry, Mike White, but it's it's already hard being the uh, the Jets quarterback. Um, in other news, Melvin Ingram is pretty vocal about wanting out of Pittsburgh. Uh, they've had some offers. They don't want to trade him in division. The Cardinals obviously called about him uh, after losing J.J. Watt. Um, so for those of you scoring at home, the trade deadline is Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So keep an eye on where your players are going. There may be some new faces on new teams. Uh, certainly some, some quarterbacks and running backs may be changing hands. So maybe a, a little busier trade deadline than usual this year. We shall see. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just want to be done with the the whole Deshaun Watson thing, to be honest. That's all I'm really looking forward to. Is he not going to be playing for next week? Right. Exactly. Like, let's just, let's just be done here. (laughs) Uh, I guess let's dive into the always fun injury report. We'll start it off with COVID. (laughs) 
<laughs> we were once again impacted by the lovely Isn't he a receiver for the Packers? Yeah, yeah, I, I hear he is. Uh, got a good signing bonus. The Packers defensive coordinator tested positive for COVID. Subsequently, Devontae Adams tested positive on Tuesday. They were hoping he'd get two negative tests in because he is vaccinated. He, he's asymptomatic, it seems. And they had a private jet waiting for him today if he was able to get a second negative test this morning because it sounded like he had one yesterday, but it did not happen in time. If they were playing on Sunday, the team says you would have been cleared. So it makes you think he's not not feeling too many effects. Uh, however, Alan Lazard is out tonight because he's got a mandatory five-day quarantine for being in close contact because he's not vaccinated. So thanks for nothing, Alan Lazard. Really not a team player here today. And the Packers are also not going to activate Marquez Valdez-Scantling off IR in time for the game tonight. He's likely back next week. Not quite healed from that hamstring injury. In other COVID news, <laughs> the Bears coach, Matt Nagy, has also tested positive. Bears fans around the world are rejoicing and hoping he has a 10-week quarantine. However, he may be back in time for this weekend. Hard to say yet, um, but he has not officially been cleared yet. Tested positive, seems to be fine. He's doing media calls from his car, so he's he's out there in the world. <laughs> Keep an eye out for him. <laughs> And uh, for tonight's tonight's uh, game, if you're listening to us live or after the fact, hey, for Thursday night's game, I hope you can put these guys in your lineup. Um, Arizona, on the other hand, is getting a little healthier after COVID. They're getting Chandler Jones and Zach Allen back on defense tonight from the COVID list. They're both positive. Chandler Jones has been out the last two weeks. And J.J. Watt's season is likely done. It looks like the only way he's going to play again is if they hit the Super Bowl, which is not out of the question. Um it came out yesterday he had a shoulder injury. Now it turns out literally every part of his shoulder, he tore everything, he broke everything, he dislocated everything. He was having surgery to put it all back together. Not going to play the rest of the regular season at a bare minimum, which is a shame. He was having a good a good season there. DeAndre Hopkins is questionable tonight with the hamstring injury. Uh, he has been testing it out today. It looks like he's going to be fine. That was more a precautionary thing than anything else. Moving on to our Sunday games. Uh, Ravens wide receiver Sammy Watkins is questionable with the hamstring injury. He did not play last week. It's still up in the air whether or not he's going to play this week. It'll probably be a game-time decision. Uh, running back Latavius Murray also didn't play last week. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He didn't. He's not practicing. He's uh, listed as questionable. Again, going to go down to the wire there. Um, also, the Saints probably wish they still had him after that. Uh, we'll see if he plays for the Ravens this week. In Buffalo, don't forget, tight end Dawson Knox is still not playing this week. He had surgery on his fractured hand. Likely one or two more weeks he's going to be out. Seems hell-bent on playing as soon as humanly possible, so I wouldn't drop him yet. (laughs) The Panthers are unsure if cornerback Stephon Gilmore is going to debut this week uh, after his trade and being on the pup list. He's still coming back from that quad injury, but it looks like he's got a pretty good chance. So if he does, that's going to change the look of that defense and and maybe – depending how you're picking the game, so look at the game as well. Quarterback Sam Darnold was replaced last week for performance issues, a.k.a. kept throwing the ball to the other team. Um, But he has been taking first-team reps. He's going to be the starter this week, they announced. How long? I don't know. But we do know he was haunted, and it is the week of Halloween. I don't know if that's going to help or hinder him, but take your chances there. (laughs) The Bears are going to be without Khalil Mack this week. This foot injury is still lingering on. He's not going to be able to play through it. Also, uh, they put tight end Jimmy Graham on the COVID list on Friday. He tested positive, so his status is uncertain for this week. It's going to take two two negative tests within uh, 24 hours apart to get him back on the field. 
Uh, Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield questionable going into this weekend. He tried to play last weekend and uh, they shut him down. <laughs> Wasn't his call, but they opted to go with Case Keenum instead. Uh, Baker's been limited to practice, but he's taking all the first team reps when he is practicing. It's really going to come down to how much swelling uh, he has and if they can get it under control come Sunday. But it looks like he's trying to play and I think he's crazy enough to do it. However, I'm not sure who he's going to throw the football to. Jarvis <laughs> Landry is back at practice uh, after being on IR the last couple of weeks of the knee injury. Uh, he's been limited. He's questionable going into this week. It looks like he's going to play unless there's some kind of setback. Wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones of the Hail Mary catching at halftime is dealing with a groin injury. He's not practicing. He's definitely more questionable going into the weekend. And wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., uh, landed on his shoulder, missed a couple of plays. He's limited going into this weekend uh, practicing, and he's going to be questionable. I think he's probably going to play, again, barring a setback. Running back Nick Chubb has been practicing, which is an upgrade over the last two weeks. He's dealing with that calf injury. It's been limited, but he's going to play this weekend unless pretty much his leg falls off at this point because Kareem Hunt's on IR and they have nobody else to play running back. <laughs> Dernis Johnson actually did, did have a, a pretty decent game last week, but – uh, he was also the reason that I lost being the second highest scoring team in the league, but I'm not at all bitter about this. <laughs> also, yeah, not at all. Also worth noting that Jadavion Clowney and quarterback Denzel Ward are both not practicing and not looking great for this weekend. Um, Clowney's got three injuries, Denzel Ward just one, but the defense also taking a hit. Out in Dallas, somehow, coming out of a bye week are more injured than going into the bye week. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but Dak Prescott has a calf strain. He's, no one's talking about it. I don't know if you've heard, but he uh, is questionable going into this weekend. He's been limited to practice. He, quote, has hurdles to pass this week to play, and it's, quote, not up to him. It's up to the coaches and the director of rehab, which I didn't even know was a real thing until today. Um, but I guess when you're the Cowboys, you can't just have a head trainer. You've got to have a director of rehab. Uh, in slightly better news, Michael Gallup returned to practice for the first time. Uh, he's been on IR all season with, what do you know, a calf injury. So <laughs> the Cowboys seem to be playing it down to the wire on who they're going to play at quarterback. We're all hoping it's Dak Prescott, but uh, be prepared because they could pull a fast one on us come Sunday night. Also, uh, Trayvon Diggs, brother of Stephon Diggs, catcher of interceptions, is limited with an ankle injury. He should play unless he has some kind of setback, but Hopefully for that defense, he's out there. Out in Denver, wide receiver Jerry Judy had a good practice. He's going to be back this week after being on IR the last couple of weeks with an ankle injury, which looked really bad, but has healed better than I thought it would. So good for him. The Broncos could definitely use it. In Detroit, tight end TJ Hawkinson is dealing with ankle and knee injuries. He's been limited. He's still practicing. He's going to play this week. Same for running back DeAndre Swift, who's dealing with a groin injury. He's limited to practice, but he's also going to be out there. Uh, come Sunday against the Eagles, and back running back Jamal Williams is dealing with a thigh injury. He's been limited at practice as well, but looks like he will also be available. In Houston, they may have shipped uh, their running back Mark Ingram out of town, but it looks like they're going to get Texans uh, quarterback Tyrod Taylor back, uh, barring a setback this week. Uh, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury and been on IR the last couple of weeks. He did return to practice. Looks like looked pretty good at practice. Um, it's not set in stone that he's going to be the starter this week. They're going to wait and see until later in the week how the hamstring's responding, but he is on track as of now to play. Running back Rex Burkhead is dealing with a hip injury and has been limited at practice, um, but it looks like David Johnson's probably going to get the line shares of carries with Mark Ingram out of town now. 
in Indianapolis. Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is very questionable. He did practice today. It was limited. They're unsure going into the weekend. They're going to wait and see how that goes, so have a plan B for him. Jacksonville announced that wide receiver D.J. Chark is not going to return this season. They thought they would get him back after that broken ankle and subsequent surgery, but it does not look like that's going to happen. So if you had him stashed on your IR, just drop him. Not going to be any good at this point. Patrick Mahomes somehow managed to not get a concussion or a serious injury after a scary hit last week. Uh, he's officially being listed as questionable. He's going to play this week, and he certainly has some uh, doubters to prove wrong, so he's coming out with a vengeance. The Raiders are on a bye this week, but just keep an eye on your lineup. Uh, Josh Jacobs missed the second half of the game. He suffered a chest contusion, and Darren Waller ended up being a late inactive on the game with an, an ankle injury. They're both listing them as questionable, and then it looks like they're going to be playing after the bye week. But, again, just just keep an eye on those guys. Out in Miami, wide receiver Devontae Parker is questionable with shoulder and hamstring injuries. He's been limited at practice. In Minnesota, wide receiver D.D. Westbrook is not practicing. He's had an ankle injury. It looks pretty questionable going into the weekend. In New England, tight end Johnny Smith has been limited at practice with a shoulder injury. He's questionable, although it looks like Hunter Henry is the guy that will at the end zone right now anyway. So if you're looking at those tight ends, probably Hunter Henry's your guy. And wide receiver Kendrick Bourne has been limited at practice with a shoulder injury. Out in New Orleans, I know you're all worried about this, we do have some breaking kicker news. Will Lutz has suffered a setback. He was activated off IR last week. He's coming off core muscle surgery. He's done for the year. I know, Sharpie, you're very broken up about it. <laughs> so, quarterback Taysom Hill is still not out of concussion protocol. It's been two weeks. Uh, he's still not practicing. I don't expect to see him on the field this week. And uh, for Sherpa's Giants, the entire team is pretty much questionable. Injury-wise, effectiveness-wise, it's, it's not looking great for this offense. Tight end Evan Ingram is practicing in a limited capacity. He's dealing with his own ankle injury. Wide receiver Kadarius Tony was not at practice. He has not practiced at all this week with that ankle injury. Not looking good for him come this Sunday, or I guess Monday. Monday this week. He's got an extra day, but it's not looking great. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard was limited at practice. He's got a hamstring injury. It looks like he's probably going to play this week. However, running back Saquon Barkley is also still not practicing. Neither is wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Uh, so they're going to both be game time decisions. I sure hope if you use Saquon Barkley on your team, you also have Devontae Booker, so you can just plug whoever's going to start into that lineup. <laughs> they also suffered a bunch of defensive injuries, most notably safety drill preppers. Ruptured his ACL, which you don't hear a lot. Didn't tear it, fully ruptured it, so he's done for the year. <laughs> In uh, our other New York team, as I mentioned, Sam Darnold, uh, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson is not going to play for the next two to four weeks with that knee injury. Also, wide receiver Corey Davis has been limited. Uh, he's been the number one target so far this year. He's dealing with hip injury, but it looks like he's going to play unless he has some kind of setback tomorrow at practice. But it's looking pretty good. Uh, tight end Tyler Croft is dealing with a back injury. He's been limited. It looks like he's on track to play as well. Eagles running back Miles Sanders was carted off last week uh, with ankle and foot injuries. The Eagles finally figured out they had a run game, and Miles Sanders promptly got injured. So that's not great. It doesn't look like he's going to play this week uh, unless he has some kind of miraculous healing tomorrow. I would say Kenneth Gainwell is is going to be your number one running back in Philadelphia for what that's worth. <laughs> Pittsburgh tight end Eric Ebron is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been limited to practice. And then going out west in San Francisco, 
it looks like tight end George Kittle is on track for a week nine return, so get excited. Uh, he's been dealing with his own calf injury, which apparently is contagious because wide receiver Debo Samuel is not practicing with a calf injury now. Keep an eye on him going into the weekend. Uh, and Trey Lance was limited to practice. He's been coming back from that sprained knee. So if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look so good, we may see some more Trey Lance this weekend. In Seattle, running back Alex Collins is limited to practice, dealing with that groin injury. He's going to play this weekend in better news for the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's going to get the pin removed from his hand this week, which is a big step to him coming back. So get excited, Seattle. The Geno Smith experience has an end in sight. <laughs> uh, down in Tampa Bay, tight end O.J. Howard has been limited to practice with his ankle injury. Rob Gronkowski also has been limited to practice. He's dealing with his fractured ribs. Thought maybe he was going to play last week. Didn't work out. Hoping he's going to play this week. But, again, it may not work out. So, please have a plan B. Our receiver Scotty Miller has been on IR uh, with a toe injury. He was spotted running at practice. So, he's getting ready to come back. Doesn't look like it's going to be this week, though. They are going to be without wide receiver Antonio Brown. He's dealing with an ankle sprain. They're saying it's a tricky one near his heel. Uh, he's not practicing. He's walking around with a crutch. So, it could be more than just this week uh, that you're going to be without him. In uh, Tennessee, wide receiver Gloria Jones isn't practicing with that hamstring injury. He doesn't practice a lot during the week, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. It looks like he's going to play this weekend. And with our lovable WTF, the Washington football team, uh, <laughs> Curtis Samuel, still not practicing with that groin injury, still not looking great for him to play this week. Uh, running back Antonio Gibson has been limited with a shin injury. He's going to play this weekend, but just worth noting the last two weeks, J.D. McKissick's had more touches than he has. So even if he does play, J.D. McKissick might be a better option. Tight end Logan Thomas has been on IR uh, with hamstring injury. He was spotted doing some working out today during practice, so it looks like maybe next week or the week after he'll be back. And quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been dealing with that subluxation of his hip, is going to have another MRI in two weeks. They still don't have a timetable for his return. They were hoping it was going to be last week, but it looks like it may not be at all, or it's going to be at least another month. So I hope you're not still holding on to him on your fantasy team. It's it's not a good option. We can find you better. What do you think, Sherpa? <laughs> While you were reading the injury report, I got um... – Blue the cat, formerly known as Blue the Kitten, is big time on the <laughs> Bengals bandwagon now. So I went and got him a Joe Burrow jersey, which he promptly uh, tore to shreds and ate. So I put him in timeout and threatened him <laughs> that if he keeps misbehaving, I'm going to get him a Geno Smith jersey next. Oh, oh that, is, that is a tough threat. I hope, I really hope Blue yeah. takes that to heart because we don't want that for him. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. He, he thinks he's really tough, and if he's going around strutting in the Geno Smith jersey, he's not going to get you much uh, respect. In not the a lot of respect in the streets. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> it's going to be tough for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, we got a few holes to fill. You think you got anybody on the waiver wire that might be worth picking up? Uh, um, I, I say this every week. Slim Pickens is running back, but as you alluded to, <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell. The Eagles uh, has a nice matchup against Detroit, and it seems like they want to try to run the um, ball. And you could even imagine a game script where the Eagles have a lead late in the game and are trying to protect it. So he might be a good option for you. Um, if uh, you want to stick with the Eagles' backfield, but Kenneth Gainwell isn't your flavor, then may I interest you in Boston Scott, who had a nice run at the end <laughs> of last season but hasn't been heard from much uh, this season, but it's still there. Uh, He's out there. Sony Michelle. 
somebody Michelle similarly um, or actually more likely is uh, going to be involved in a blowout this weekend as the Rams travel to Houston. So there's a good chance that uh, um, Daryl Henderson may not be playing a full four quarters and he may get some garbage time yards and even a oh, touchdown yeah. or two. Um, for the I think there's a lot of garbage Seahawks, time to be had there. Probably. Um, this, this whole game will be garbage time between the Jacksonville and Seattle, but um, not for the reason you would hope. But uh, anyway, Rashad Penny is starting to you know, appear healthier, and you know, with uh, Alex Collins uh, potentially banged up, you know, he might be an option for you. Although, again, you know, I don't think there's going to be much garbage time you know, in the way we normally think of it, that he's going to be padding his stats in that one. And then finally, you yeah. um, alluded to Antonio Gibson's injury with um, that he's been banged up with um, the w, uh, WTF. And um, <laughs> Jared Patterson is still out there in a lot of leagues. And I guess it's debatable whether he or uh, J.D. McKissick would get more carries if uh, Gibson finally breaks down, or I should say when he finally breaks down. But uh, Yeah, it just seems to be a when, not an if anymore. Back. So uh, anyone you want to add to that list or remove from the list? No, no. I'm a little intrigued by by Boston Scott just because uh, the Eagles' run game is just such a hot mess. Like, I feel like they they sort of were like, maybe maybe we'll do this, and then it didn't work. And the Lions give up the fourth most points to running back. So you'd think, logically, they'd want to utilize that, but it's, it's Eagles, so God only knows. <laughs> Well, they will, but it just means that you know, Jalen Hurts is going to run for yeah, Jalen. It might just be Jalen Hurts, right? <laughs> yeah. Until he gets hurt. But yeah. um, wide receivers, uh, a few more options. Um, uh, Giants kind of loath to recommend any of them, but you know, if Kadarius Tony yeah. were healthy enough to play, he would be an option. Uh, Darius Slayton, who looks to be among the healthier Receivers in the bunch. Yeah, he might get flashes last week, and I don't think Kansas City's uh, defense is scaring too many people this um, year. Of course, uh, Daniel Jones still not scaring too many people other than Giants fans. Did make a heck of a catch, though. I'd like to start him at wide receiver. (laughs) I think he needs to make a few more of those before they'll give him the WR. uh, um, And I think he's probably probably not, but. uh, if you want to play the other end of the Detroit uh, Green Bay game, Khalif Raymond's still out there in a lot of leagues. Uh, Van Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, Marquez Callaway, Rondale Moore, Tim Patrick, who you know, is still out there. He didn't have a, a great game last weekend, but uh, he seems to have uh, two good games out of every three, so hopefully he'll be back on track. Um, Kendrick Bourne, as you mentioned, is banged up, but... Uh, it's an awfully nice matchup they have against the Chargers defense this week. Um, mm-hmm. Again, prefer to stay with the Patriots wide receivers, but uh, Kendrick Bourne's not your cup of tea. Maybe I can interest you in Nelson Aguilar, uh, Amona Ra, <laughs> St. Brown uh, still out there in a lot of leagues, uh, Jalen Rager and Kez Watkins if you're uh, looking for a couple of Eagles receivers that haven't done much. Feeling wild. A good matchup this weekend. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to score points in that game, you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Hope. yeah. Maybe Devonta Smith will score five touchdowns when Jalen uh, Hurts isn't running for 250 yards, but we'll see. Maybe Devonta Smith will 
just run a reverse on every play and pick up 250 yards, who knows. But, uh, I'm not opposed to it. I'm opposed to it. And uh, if you want to play the um, – if you can wait a week uh, with the buys, uh, Rashad Bateman is still out there and a lot of uh, – would have had uh, a very yeah, nice uh, first two weeks to his career. So you, know, you might be yeah. somebody to speculate on for your bench in hopes that uh, he becomes more involved in the Ravens' offense as time goes on. You'd think so. At some point, uh, you can't you can't have your quarterback responsible for eighty five percent of both your offense passing and rushing. That's just not a sustainable thing. So Lamar Jackson needs just like a breather. Throw to somebody. Let someone else run the ball. I don't know. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, a few options uh, with nice matchups on the waiver wire this week. Uh, Taylor Heineke with um, WTF um, playing at Denver, <laughs> Daniel Jones at Kansas City, Jameis Winston hosting Tampa Bay, Tua Tagovailoa who might be uh, starting his last game for Miami if you believe the Deshaun Watson rumors uh, start will be starting at Buffalo this week. Carson Wentz home game against Tennessee, Mac Jones on the road against the Chargers, Teddy Bridgewater home against the um, Washington. Jared Goff, home against Philadelphia, Ben Roethlisberger on the road to Cleveland, and Justin Fields, um, home against San Francisco, uh, if you're looking for um, a deeper league option. Yeah, yeah, I I have no beef with any of those. Okay, moving on to tight ends. Uh, C.J. Uzama has had a couple nice games in a row and really looks to be – uh, a focal point of the, what they've been trying to do offensively, and there's a potential of another uh, blowout this week as uh, the Blues' favorite team travels to the, the Blue Bandwagon <laughs> team, uh, travels to the New York Jets, and uh, Mike White um, starting, which should be interesting. Uh, Tyler Conklin back um, against Dallas. Uh, Evan Ingram, maybe showcase him for trade, possible trade. Uh, at Kansas City, Dan Arnold, uh, David Njoku, Gerald Everett, uh, Jared Cook, and if he's healthy enough to go, uh, Johnny Smith. Although, like you said, Hunter Henry, definitely the preferred option there, but certainly not available in any waiver wires in most leagues that I play in. Yeah, yeah, not in mine either. People seem to have finally wised up on that, which is unfortunate, <laughs> especially because tight ends are getting hurt very regularly now. Yeah. It's it's a rough season for tight ends, and we'll get into that a little bit in trick or treat. But um, yeah. defense wise, some streaming options this week: uh, the Bengals playing uh, at the Jets, Seattle hosting Jacksonville, Atlanta hosting Carolina, Tennessee at Indianapolis, Philadelphia at Detroit, Jacksonville at Seattle, Washington at Denver, Chicago versus San Francisco, and Detroit versus Philadelphia. All potential uh, streaming pickups if you need them this week. Yeah, there's some, there's some decent streaming options out there, I will say. Defenses are, I mean, only having two teams on a bye helps, for sure. Last week was rough. Yeah, yeah last week was uh, definitely Did not a tricky that. one to uh, navigate, but uh, we got through No tricks, only treats here. Yeah. So how about uh, speaking of treats, uh, who's in your top 10 for running backs this week? 
Well, um, I, I may be bucking the trend here a little bit because I do not have Derrick Henry at the top of my list. I actually have Dalvin Cook at the top of my deck list this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara and then Derrick Henry checks in at number three. Najee Harris all the way up to four. DeAndre Swift, I'm not scared of the limited practicing. He's at five. Daryl Henderson Jr., which you alluded to, there could be some garbage time. I think he'll get enough points before that. Ezekiel Elliott, James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, and Aaron Jones. All right, I think we have three overlaps there, so or no four, <laughs> not but, a good uh, start. Not many, so <laughs> so um, I I am uh, uh, one of who follows the herd. I'm going with Derrick Henry as my top-rated running back uh, until he breaks down or has a bad matchup, neither of which I'm anticipating <laughs> for this week. Uh, Austin Eckler two, Aaron Jones three, Joe Mixon four, Leonard Fournette five, Damian Harris six. Ezekiel Elliott, 7, Daryl Henderson, 8, Daryl Williams, 9, and Sonny Michelle, 10. Ooh, Sonny Michelle checking in. Uh, Sonny Michelle is no. actually checking in on my on my avoid list this week. <laughs> um, I understand I understand your theory that, like, there's going to be time out there, um, but I'm still staying away from him. Mike Davis, also on my avoid list, as well as Miles Gaskin, Rashad Penny, and Jerk McKinnon. Mark Ingram, I.I., may be reunited in New Orleans, but I'm going to wait a week or two to really get on board with that. Damian Williams, Brandon Bolden, Boston Scott, and Naheem Hines. We have some overlap. Uh, Nick Chubb is actually at the top of my list, assuming he can play. Uh, Darius Johnson, so I, I just don't like Cleveland running backs this week. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, Miles Gaskin, who I think was on your list, Khalil Herbert, Michael Carter, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Alex Collins, and Rashad Penny, even though I said pick him up. Uh, you know, I don't think he'll be a lucky <laughs> penny this week. No, no, he might not be Might not be the guy this week. Um, what about uh, wide receivers? It's more an indictment of, uh, of uh, Geno Smith than it is of Rashad Penny, but uh, we'll see. Sorry, Gina yeah, Smith. If he's still playing, <laughs> if he's still not gaining yards when uh, Russell Wilson comes back, then we might have a different conversation. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay. There's there's Russell Smith, uh, Russell Wilson offense, and then there's the Gina Smith offense, and they are drastically different things. It's hard to refer to what Gina Smith does as an offense. I think uh, Marshawn Lynch had the word. but it might not be an offense. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think Marshawn Lynch captured my thoughts about Geno Smith perfectly in that, uh, you know, on that last play in the first quarter. I think, the, I think you're yeah. right. <laughs> he said what we were all feeling. Yes. Which the is kind of my general attitude towards Geno Smith being a starting <laughs> NFL quarterback these days. But uh, hopefully that or not, our long national nightmare will be over soon. But we'll see. God, we can um, only hope. Wide receivers. Uh, no, no, not a big surprise uh, given my game script, but uh, Cooper Cup at the top of my list, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Robert Woods rounding out my top ten, and honorable mentions to Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones. Okay, uh, we do, we've got Stephon some of Cooper Cup. <laughs> It is molded into one human. Uh, Cooper Cup, also at the top of my list and everyone's list. I don't think that's really up for debate. Tyree Kill coming in at two, Jamar Chase, uh, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, um, DJ Moore, AJ Brown, if you've got two letters for your first name, 
pretty pretty good at starting at wide receiver this week. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Mike Evans, and Calvin Ridley. I'm not going to pick Falcons to win, but I like Calvin Ridley for fantasy purposes. Sooner or later, you're going to have to pick them to win. Probably I don't know. I don't know, man. It's such a garbage <laughs> team. You'll have to pick them. It's like Carolina. <laughs> it's not going to be this week. Carolina with Sam Darnold still a quarterback. I dare you to pick them. But anyway, um, I am, the first I am two guys them to my... win later. That is a real thing happening. <laughs> okay. Um, Get excited. The first two wide receivers on my void list this week both have initials for first names or instead of first names. So you'll be happy to know that. Uh, DK Metcalf <laughs> and DJ Moore at the top of my avoid list. Alan Robinson, yeah. Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Jameson, Jameson Crowder, Brandon Cooks, Halen Waddle, and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, dishonorable mention to Darnell Moody, Marvin Holmes, and LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, there's there's a lot of wide receivers to avoid this week. It's tough. It's tough out there. There's there's a lot of games that are just not going to be all that competitive. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I don't love it, but he's top of my avoid list this week. Lavisca Chanel also checking in there as well as uh, my two lettered names are are uh, DK Metcalf. Just the only one checking in here, um, but also Tyler Lockett. I just it's it's Geno Smith. Come on, guys. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Clearly not really sure what's going to happen there. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Corey Davis, Christian Kirk, and Darnell Mooney. Okay. How about um, quarterbacks who do you like this week? Uh, Loving Josh Allen. Loving Josh Allen an awful lot this week. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is also, I would like to think he's going to turn the ball over less, but either way he's going to score enough points, it's fine. Tyler Murray's got a good matchup tonight, as well as Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, as long as he plays, which – Really hoping he does. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Kirk Cousins. I don't like it, but there he I is. Have, <laughs> I have uh, Matthew Stafford <laughs> on my at the top of my list. Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, and Tom Brady. So a couple of uh, unusual names. Yeah. Not unusual names, but it's unusual that they would appear in my. Uh, recommended list for the week. How about you? are really checking in on your other list. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger's at the top of it, (laughs) followed very closely by Jameis Winston. Uh, His revenge game is really enough to get me to put him in any lineups. Max Jones, just not enough points there. Geno Smith is still Geno Smith. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think he's crazy enough to get on the field. I, I don't know if I actually want to start him. I'm just concerned he stays out there the whole time. Sam Darnold, not sure if being haunted is a plus or a minus this week, but I'm going to stay away from it. Matt Ryan, Justin Fields, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Trevor Lawrence. And we we have a little bit more overlap on our quarterback and void list. Uh, Trevor Lawrence checking in at the top of mine, uh, Tua, in spite of what I was saying before, you know, don't love the matchup and, uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably looking over his shoulder at this point, or I should say two is looking over his shoulder at Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. Or what am I talking about? <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick's not there anymore. Gosh, I'm really uh, – he might, he might be confused. hanging out. I mean, he's on IR. <laughs> he could just be cruising around. <laughs> yeah, IR for a different team, but other than that, yeah. So um, – but maybe Deshaun Watson will be there by Sunday. Who knows? But um, Baker Mayfield, Just Justin Fields, Sam Darnold, Davis Mills, 
Mike White and Geno Smith rounding out my uh, avoid list at uh, quarterback this week. And, uh, you know, I don't think Jacoby Brissett is going to get into the game instead of Tua. So I think Tua is probably safe for another week at least. I don't know, man. I mean, I I want Tua to do well. I'm just really still not sure he even knows his playbook. Um, But prove me wrong, Tua, by all means. Uh, we did uh, we did have National Tight End Day last week, uh, which we, we probably didn't properly celebrate on the podcast. So there were a lot of big tight end performances. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see those kind of numbers again this week out of the tight end position. I would love to be wrong about that, but there's a lot of injuries out there. Uh, I do have Travis Kelsey at the top of my uh, tight end list this week. Kyle Pitts, who had a great game. He's really come on uh, as much as I, I don't want to root for the Falcons. really like what he's doing. TJ Hawkinson, all of him can be injured. I'm still going to start him this week. Mike Gusecki and Dalton Schultz running at my top five. Noah Font, Dallas Goddard, Rob Gunkowski, of course, that is if he plays. Uh, it looks like he's going to, so I'm hoping. Uh, Robert Tanyan and Tyler Higby. Okay, I have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. Tyler Higby second. Uh, CJ Uzama, um, I'm betting he'll continue his hot streak third. Hunter Henry, Robert Tanyan, Kyle Pitts, Dalton Schultz, Anthony uh, Ferkser, Jared Cook, and O.J. Howard rounding out my top ten. So if Rob Gronkowski were there, he would take O.J. Howard's place. And then I'll throw in a a name that hasn't been on this list or any other list this year, and that's uh, Tommy Sweeney, who's uh, filling in for Dawson Knox at uh, at end for the Bills this week. Um, If uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty nice uh, situation to. walk into and uh, we'll see if he can take advantage of it yeah it sure is uh good to be tommy sweeney uh, i like him a lot for dfs we'll talk about him a little bit later <clears throat> he's in my purgatory did not make it to my start list or my avoid list he's just hanging out uh however cole Kmet is at the top of my avoid list uh pat Fryermuth slash at all in pittsburgh i don't want to start whoever they're going to start at tight end i'm just staying away from it dan arnold who he and Sam Darnold both have not been the same since they were separated in Carolina. Just the worst thing could have happened all season. Ricky Seals-Jones, Evan Ingram, uh, Gerald Everett, David Njoku, Johnny Smith, uh, Jared Cook, and I only went with nine. I just – only nine I'm avoiding this week. We got a lot of purgatory. Well, it's funny because I only have nine on my avoid list too, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately Mike Gesicki is at the top of that list. Uh, David Njoku. Terrible <laughs> Dan Arnold, Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, Ian Thomas, Ryan Griffin, and Pharaoh Brown. So I'm really uh, scraping bottle in the barrel to uh, come up with even nine names there. I'm pretty sure nobody's starting uh, those last three guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not National Tight End Day this weekend. I feel like that's safe to say. Yeah. <laughs> National Day of Tight End morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Defenses. I like the Rams probably the most this week, followed by their uh, um, upstate neighbors, the 49ers, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Seattle, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Washington rounding out my uh, top 10, which I think is actually a top 10 this week. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised at this. I was not expecting that. Uh, We do have some overlap, which is also nice. Um, I also went with the conventional 10. <laughs> I've got the Rams at the top of my list as well. Uh, the Bengals, Bills, 49ers, uh, Buccaneers, Falcons, the Bears, 
Cardinals, Browns, and the Eagles, rounding out my top ten. Okay. I can tell we're going to disagree on a few games, but uh, that's all. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> defense, defenses to avoid uh, the Houston Texans at the top of my list, New England, Arizona, the Jets, Chargers, Giants, Miami, New Orleans, Minnesota, and Indianapolis, rounding out my uh, bottom ten, which actually is a bottom ten this week. Oh, something. This is unprecedented. There's nothing in the <laughs> water. Like, something Probably going blue. on. <laughs> blue just took off all the extra teams. He's like, no, we're, we're cutting these lists. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. He's, my, he's, my just, he's the editor. <laughs> yeah. I like it. You know, Blue's just leaving his mark. I appreciate that. Um, I, uh, I've got his, his, in division rivals, the Steelers on my avoid list, as well as uh, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Carolina, Minnesota, WTF slash WFTs, <laughs> the uh, Chargers, Cowboys, Jets, and Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Should we Yeah. Let's get crazy. Okay, uh... Thursday night game was a lot of fun this week. Uh, Arizona lose J.J. Watt for this season, but they got a couple of other uh, guys on defense back, and it should be a good test for them uh, to see whether they're really an elite team or not. They're the last unbeaten team, but they're hosting a pretty good Green Bay team. I think the bubble's going to burst here. I'm picking Green Bay even without uh, the top two wide receivers to win this game pretty handily. I'm going to go with the final score of the uh, – Aaron Rodgers is 34, and the Kyler Murray is 24. Okay. Uh, we are already disagreeing, so we are in mid-season form straight off the bat. I'm picking Arizona picking to go 8 you're picking Aaron Rodgers, I have to ask you if you're feeling okay. But that's... I don't I don't know. I know there's a lot, a lot weird going on in my picks this week. I don't like it, but, no. like, I just – I feel like COVID maybe won this week. I, I think if this game were on Sunday, I could pick the Packers and feel better about it, but I'm taking Arizona – I'm taking Kyler Murray uh, to win 31-24, not even a field goal, which is straight up beating the Packers tonight. I don't like it, but here we are. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Sunday, we'll see. Um, this this might be another one to disagree on, but uh, from what you said before, yeah. maybe not. Um, for those of you who've listened to the show for a while, you know that Jenna, most definitely not a fan of the Atlanta Falcons, goes out of her way every week not to pick them, but this week at home (laughs) with a winning record facing the Sam Darnold, the Ghostbusters, um, I I just, I don't see how Carolina wins this game, but uh, I I suppose it's possible, but I'm uh, not going to pick that. I'll pick Atlanta 27 Carolina 21 as Matt Ryan continues to improve from a pretty awful opening week of the season against the Eagles and just uh, Atlanta, you can argue strength of schedule, but uh, they're beating the teams that are there. And I think that'll continue on uh, Sunday. I guess that Eagles loss looks even worse what the Eagles have done since then, Um, but it's still not enough to sway me to pick the Falcons. Just not going to do it. I think Sam Darnold, haunted or not, I think he'll be okay. This is his season. Being haunted is really good on Sunday. I'm going to take that as being the difference maker. I think Sam Darnold is actually going to be the reason the Panthers win this game. 
instead of the reason they lose the game, which is what he's been doing the last three weeks. I would really like it a lot better if Dan Arnold returned to town, but I'm going to take Carolina 28-20. Okay. Uh, we'll see how that works. I think the next one will agree not, on that. <laughs> um, I'm guessing the next two or three, I'm guessing yeah. the next three will agree on. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati traveling to Where's, the Jets. The battle of the P. Ryan brothers, neither of them is likely to play, but it's still a battle. Um, the game won't be much of a battle, though, I don't think. And, you know, we'll, we'll get a good read on Cincinnati and whether they're actually an improved team this year. Uh, if, if you're going to be a playoff team, you've got to beat up on bad teams, starting backup quarterbacks, and that's exactly what the Jets are, uh, even at home. I'll pick uh, Cincinnati to win this pretty easily. I'll say um, Cincinnati 34 Jets 21, and Jamal Chase, Joe Burrow, C.J. Uzama, that all should continue to have a nice season. Yeah, start start everybody on the Bengals. It's blue endorsed. You really can't go wrong with this. Uh, the Jets the Jets are being becoming more of the Jets every single week in new and exciting ways. But at some point, they're going to run out of ways to even get worse. However, I don't think it's going to be this week. Um, I've got Cincinnati winning pretty convincingly 31-16 and maybe isn't even that close. No, I, to me, maybe the Jets will trade like their first rounder next season to Seattle for Geno Smith before the, um, the trade deadline and get him back. That would be uh, – no, no, I don't think even the Jets would do that. But, I don't um, know. Something's got to change. Yes. <laughs> A lot of things, probably. Yes. So here's a Brandon Cook's revenge game, which is kind of laughable because he's played for several teams since. But uh, the uh, Rams at Houston this week. Um, Last week it seemed like I was picking all home teams. This week I'm picking predominantly road teams, including uh, this one. I think this is the blowout special of the day. I'll go with – Rams 45, Houston 14, and, you know, the bigger question for me is how does Houston get to 14 rather than how does the Rams get to 45? Super true. Um, Tyrod Taylor might show back up. Maybe that's something. I I don't know. There's not a lot of good happening in Houston. I've got the Rams winning 35-17, mostly because they're going to get up so fast, they're just going to start running the ball, and they won't be scoring quite as easily. But uh, Houston just needs the season to be over I thought they were going to win the Jared Goff revenge, the Matthew Stafford Jared Goff double revenge game more easily last week than they did. But uh, this week I'll double down and say that's a blowout. But yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Buffalo, one of the few home teams I'm picking this week. They're hosting Miami. I don't think it'll be particularly close. Uh, I'll go with the Josh Allen's 31 and the two is 20. I've got the Josh Allen's winning 33-17. Um, you are convinced Tua will make it through this whole game. I, however, am not. Uh, I think there will be a Jacoby Brissett sighting. And uh, I, I just – there's really not a lot for Miami to get excited about here. <laughs> this is going to be a rough day for them. There's a lot of that going around this week. They could have a top five draft pick, especially if the Giants keep winning. The Giants are going to find a way to just do enough to not get their top five draft pick. No, they're going to be picking in between seven and nine. I can almost guarantee it now, even if the season's not yet half over. <laughs> it always goes. 
we'll see if I'll oh, we'll miss out I'm, on Kevin Thibodeau and all the other guys you would actually want on the team for next year. But uh, I digress. Uh, next up, uh, one of the closer games, if not one of the more interesting games for the uh, early part of the Sunday, and that's the Eagles on the road at Detroit. I think you can flip a coin with this one, but uh, given that Detroit hasn't won yet and the Eagles have, I'll go with the Jalen Hurts' uh, 28 and the Jared Goffs, or maybe we should call them the Jared Gaffs, 27. The Fighting Motor City Dan Campbells. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to pick Detroit to win this 28-24. Philadelphia's got their second straight road game. They look like a hot mess. They don't have their number one running back, which may or may not be an issue, but if Jalen Hurts could learn to maybe roll left as well as right and perhaps just look at beyond his first read, they'd have a better shot. But I think Detroit stuck around in a lot of the games this season, and I think they're just kind of going to fall into their first win of the season. Maybe not their, their doing. It might be Philadelphia snatching the seat from the jaws of victory, but I think the Lions come out on top this week. You mean like the Eagles are in victory formation and then they – accidentally run it 80 yards the wrong way for safety. Honestly, it it would probably surprise me less to see that (laughs) than a lot of things. It just, man, what a mess. What a mess. And they're going to have three first-round picks to squander. I don't know what they're going to do. It's just a disaster. I'm sure they'll find something to, some way to squander them, but uh, it's, keep moving here. Uh, Pittsburgh on the road at Cleveland. Pretty sure we're going to disagree on this game. I don't really care whether it's Case Keenum or Baker Mayfield. I think Pittsburgh's defense will give uh, Ben Roethlisberger, he of the uh, Janet Kimmel avoid list, just enough of a cushion <laughs> to win this game. So I'll take the um, you know, Pittsburgh 24, Cleveland 21 in this one. I am, yes, going to <laughs> Go in the other direction. I don't want to start Ben Roethlisberger. The only good thing happening for the Steelers this week is Najee Harris. Um, I've got Cleveland winning 24-17, and that's even if Baker Mayfield goes out there with one arm. I think they're still going to win, uh, and I think Ben Roethlisberger is actually going to throw a pick six. That's really going to be the deciding factor of this game. All right. Um, next up, we've got uh, teams that both took uh, rookie quarterbacks pretty early in the draft. Uh, April, and that would be San Francisco and Chicago. Uh, San Francisco's uh, Trey Lance uh, hasn't done much so far and has been injured sometimes and sometimes sitting on the bench for Jimmy Garoppolo. Justin Fields has uh, overcome Andy Dalton, Nick Bowles, and all other challengers, but doesn't seem to have the uh, full endorsement of his coach yet. Um, but yeah. I, I think San Francisco is just a better team top to bottom and all, you know, in spite of their quarterback situation. I'll go with them doing this pretty easily, even though it's on the road. San Francisco 28, Chicago 17. I am taking Chicago to win 21-17, despite the fact San Francisco is a more complete, probably a little healthier team. I think not having that Nagy there will actually be what gives Chicago the edge to win this week. And I'm going that because their head coach has COVID, they will be victorious this week. (laughs) I can't argue with that logic. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Next, we've got Tennessee at Indianapolis, and AFC South showdown, uh, Indianapolis showing some signs of life, uh, Tennessee rebounding from an inexplicable loss early in the season to uh, do pretty well now. Um, Derrick Henry yep. is just 
Yeah, nobody's in his class as a running back right now. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a good running back in his own right, but certainly not in the same tier as Derrick Henry. I'll say Derrick Henry has another monster game and that it's just enough uh, to hold off Indianapolis. I'll say the Ryan Tannehill's 30 and the Carson Wentz is 27. I am going the fighting Carson Wentz is 23 and Tennessee 21. I think this comes down to Carson Wentz outplaying Ryan Tannehill. I think the running backs will both have good days. They'll both be factors here. The defenses are pretty middle of the road when it comes to stopping the run. But I think when it comes down to it, Carson Wentz is actually going going to, for once, be the reason that a team wins a game instead of loses a game. All right, uh, Eagles fans, hope you're wrong as their uh, draft pick is better if Indianapolis loses, but uh, we'll see. One of the three draft picks they can squander, at least they feel better about squandering a higher draft pick rather than a lower draft pick, but we'll see. At least he's staying healthy enough to play 70% of the snaps, which I think is conditioned for the second-round pick converting to a first-round pick. So next up we've got the um, first game – Sunday, the late game is uh, not a game you want to be watching, probably. Uh, Jacksonville at Seattle. Um, if Russell Wilson were there, Seattle probably wins this by several touchdowns, but he's not there. And instead of Russell Wilson, we get Geno Smith. And I just, there's no way I can pick uh, Seattle to win unless maybe they're playing the Lions uh, with Geno Smith there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been disappointing his rookie season, but you know, Seattle, I mean, Jacksonville, they, they they won the first time they traveled 3,000 miles this year when they were over in London and uh, beat Miami a few weeks ago. And uh, I think traveling 3,000 miles in the other direction, they're going to have a similar outcome. I'll go with uh, Jacksonville 20, Seattle 17. Yeah, I'm going Jacksonville 24, Seattle 21. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how Seattle's going to get to 21. Maybe it's thanks to Trevor Lawrence, but... It's sure not going to be because of Geno Smith. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it might be (laughs) entirely him. But this is not not the game we want to watch this afternoon. (laughs) Three kickoff returns for touchdowns. It could happen. It could happen. Now, the next game is one that should be pretty interesting. The Chargers and hosting New England. To me, this is a pick game, and that's yeah, I'm just not sure, you know, Mac Jones, great last week, but it was the Jets. Uh, can you do it against a slightly better defense and a much better offense? I'm um, not so sure. I'm going to pick the Chargers yeah. largely because they're at home, but I uh, could see this game going either way. I'll go with the Chargers 37 and New England 34 in what I think will be the highest scoring game of the day. I have the Chargers winning 30-21. to 21. Um Weird fact, Justin Herbert has not lost to the same team twice in his career yet. Granted, he hasn't had that long of a career, but he's already lost to New England, so he needs to win this week to keep that rolling. I think he's going to. The Chargers kind of beefed up their special teams this week, which was the real Achilles heel last year when they played New England and got crushed, so I don't think that will repeat itself. I think Justin Herbert's going to get the win and keep his streak going. Okay. Tampa Bay hosting New Orleans, or excuse me, Tampa Bay on the road at New Orleans. And I know this is going to shock you, but I'm not picking the Jameis Winstons. I'm instead picking the Tom Brady's. I'll say the Tom Brady's 31 and the Jameis Winston's 24, much as I am. Um, this is a revenge game for Jameis Winston. You know, I think uh, 
Hunter Henry and Jameis Winston will both lose their revenge games, as will Brandon Cooks. Yeah, so I think you're right. I don't think this is not, not a good week for a revenge game. But uh, I think I think the New Orleans defense will keep them in this game. It'll keep it competitive, but Tampa's going to win 30 to 23. Not Jameis Winston's day. Okay. Um, next up, we have Washington traveling to Denver, and I've been making them kind of a laughing stock and deriding them all season, but I think Denver is falling on harder times even than uh, yeah. Washington at this point, and so I'm going to reflect that in this pick. I'll go with uh, Washington to win this game by a field goal, uh, Washington 27 and the mile hires 24. I've got the exact same score. I think Taylor Heineke showed us a lot this week, uh, this past week. Granted, you know, putting your knee down on the one-yard line and Brentley wasn't great, but um, he he was he did everything humanly possible to try to win that game. And more power to him. I think he'll have more success this week against Denver, even if they are getting a little healthier. Uh, they are still even more injury riddled than just about anybody else in the league. So I've got Washington winning 27-24. Okay, and the Sunday night and Monday night games uh, feature our teams first year. Yep. Team is up on uh, Sunday night. I know you probably feel like this is a trap game and going into Very Minnesota and all this, you know, off of the bye week and all. But uh, I'm actually going to pick your Cowboys. I think they'll be fine. Uh, Minnesota seems to play, you know, pretty much to the level of their competition. But I think Dallas is just a better team. And even on the road, I like them this week. I'll say Dallas 31, Minnesota 24. I am also very cautiously picking Dallas to win this game. Um, I think that Minnesota plays to exactly the same caliber of whoever they're playing. We've seen them be great. We've seen them score a ton of points. We've seen them be terrible all season. So I think it will be a a higher scoring game. I've got Dallas winning 31-28. It'll be a close game, but I think, like you said, the Cowboys, I think, are the more talented team. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop, so I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys this week. And then the Monday night game, much as I want to pick my Giants at the Chiefs, with the Chiefs struggling yeah. the way they are and the Giants coming off a win, I just can't do it. I think Giants will score a lot of points, but I think they'll give up even more. I'll go with the uh, Patrick Mahomes is 34 and the Daniel Jones is 27. I'm at Kansas City winning 33-20, so we're in like the same vein. Um, Kansas City's got to stop trying to ball over. I think that that may still be an issue this week, but, like, the Giants just aren't healthy enough. They don't have the same caliber of, of players. I don't see a way they can win this game, unfortunately. All right. So, we like the CFS, and then we'll do some trick-or-treat. Yeah, we've got a, a couple of good value picks this week. As always, remember, we're giving you value options for DFS. You know who to start. This is so you can still afford to start these guys. Uh, a quarterback, a haunted Sam Darnold is still a good value. Carson Wentz. Uh, if you're really reaching, you really need to save some money. Geno Smith's going to throw the ball a lot. I don't know how successful he's going to be, but he's out there. Our running back, uh, Damian Harris in New England. Javante Williams in Denver, I think, is very interesting. Alex Collins and Kenneth Gainwell. At wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Jerry Judy, Marquez Callaway, Randall Cobb, all decent options of value picks there. At tight end, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, Robert Tanyan, and Tommy Sweeney. And defensively, Chicago, definitely your best value there. If you're looking for teams to stack, pretty obvious the Rams and the Cardinals, Jaguars, Cincinnati, Kansas City, all good options there. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So in our Halloween fashion, 
we'll give you a couple of tricks and treats <laughs> so far in this season. Sure. Um, can you by yeah, position, or how do you want to do it? However you want to do okay. it. I'm, I'm open. Who, who are your like tricks? Who are your running backs? Who would be in the trick category? Um, Christian McCaffrey, for sure. I mean, getting hurt wasn't his fault, but, like, it just every week, is he going to be back? He's going to play. Also, Dalvin Cook. I don't like to stay and switch. You told me for two weeks you're going to play. You weren't going to play. And then uh, Antonio Gibson, who has now become almost the number two running back for the old WTF. Uh, My fantasy teams are not thrilled with any of these options. (laughs) What about you? Well, it's funny because you mentioned the two guys that were probably the consensus first two running backs and first two yeah. players picked overall in a lot of fantasy drafts this year. But uh, right there with you, uh, they were both on my list, as was uh, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, and Josh Jacobs. Uh, all been uh, somewhat disappointing this season so far. Yeah, How about the yeah, not great. Who's, who's on your good list so far? Uh, on my good list, believe it or not, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, which is kind of kind of a, not a, a stretch there, but the fact that he's potentially been injured and still kept playing, I'm all in on that. That is unusual for him. Kenneth Gainwell has been like a weird surprise, um, not in that he's really that great of a running back, but he's been fantasy value-wise a good look. Uh, and Chubba Hubbard. <laughs> I mean, a Chuba Hubbard, but I, I just think we got a lot more out of him than I would have anticipated, even if I'd known Christian McCaffrey was going to be hurt before the season started. Okay. Um, Derek Henry, I mean, yeah, he's not a surprise, yeah. but he's been even better than I thought he would be, and I'm kind of regretting having uh, taken Alvin Kamara with the third pick, although you know, hard to argue with that over – Derrick Henry. It was between those two, and so mm-hmm. far Derrick Henry is making that pick, uh, making me regret that a little bit. But Derrick Henry has, um, I think, uh, done even better than I thought he would. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Cordero Patterson, Leonard Fournette having a nice bounce-back season, Damian Harris finally uh, living up to his potential, and James Conner, who uh, everyone was worried was going to be overshadowed when he went to Arizona. So far, that hasn't happened. Yeah. Chase Edmonds is having a decent season, but there's just so much uh, offensive uh, points to go around there that uh, James Conner is getting his share. Yeah, yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Okay. Um, wide receiver tricks. I'm going to throw four names out for you. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, and A.J. Brown are the guys that I've been uh, – so somewhat disappointed by so far this that I think are have been tricks for uh, fantasy owners so far this season. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I'd also tack on uh, the the Christian Kirk AJ Green tandem, just in that I don't know who it's going to be from week to week, and I'm I'm I just I hate playing this game. Uh, also, Julio Jones, I just I, he has been injured, but he has been injured his whole career. I just expected a little bit more from him so far this season. I'm hoping that maybe he'll bounce back, though. Okay, and uh, my treats for wide receiver, uh, Cooper Cup, definitely. I mean, we knew he was yes. good coming into the season, but I don't think anybody expected him to be the top-scoring wide receiver in most formats so far. Uh, Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, Kendrick Bourne, Khalif Freeman, Van Jefferson, and K.J. Osborne have all been pleasant surprises. 
Yeah, yeah, all good. Um, obviously, Cooper Cup also at the top of my list. I would also put Jamar Chase on there because he was just hot garbage in the preseason. I was ready to write him off, and I, they just need to make sure he plays every preseason so he gets all the yips out of the way early. Um, but I think for me, he was probably the biggest treat so far out of this season. Okay, how about uh, Tricks, the quarterback, who's on your list? Um, well, I I kind of hoped we'd get something more out of Ben Roethlisberger, anything. Uh, Jalen Hurts has not taken a step forward yet. Not entirely his fault. The system isn't really built for what's going on there. Um, also, Sam Darnold and Trevor Lawrence, not that I thought they were going to be world beaters, but I thought we were going to get better out of them, especially if Sam Darnold had the season started. But I think Dan Arnold is really the difference there. <laughs> What about you? Um, Trevor Lawrence was also on my list, as was uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and uh, even Patrick Mahomes has been a little bit uh, disappointing. You know, not to, I mean, he's outscored most of the other quarterbacks, but relative to where he was drafted, I think uh, people were expecting a little bit more of a dominant offense you know, with a fewer turnovers. But uh, you know, so I'm sure he'll write the ship, but. Uh, if you're looking at it as yeah. of uh, Halloween, I, I'd say he's overall probably been a disappointment for most people that drafted him. Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, treat-wise, I would say Joe Burrow certainly on my list. He's done more with what I did not think was something we could make chicken salad out of, especially we weren't sure if he'd play early in the season. Um, so he came in a lot better than I thought he was going to. Matthew Stafford, I knew it would be good, but I didn't know it was going to work this well this quickly, and I'm all in on that. And I is, I mean, I, I think Tom Brady almost has to slide into this list just in the fact that, like, at some point we expect him to drop off, but yet it just keeps keeps getting better somehow, some way. Okay, I wholeheartedly agree with you on Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. I also had Tom Brady as kind of an honorable mention treat. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr would be on that list for me of treats. Yeah. And I'm going to put Jalen Hurts on the list, not because he's a good NFL quarterback, but fantasy-wise, 350 rushing yards and handful of passing TDs. He's actually one of the higher scoring quarterbacks in a lot of formats, even if that uh, – Fantasy success hasn't uh, translated into on-the-field success, and I'm sure that uh, Nick Sirianni doesn't give a hoot about his fantasy points. Um, Jalen Hurts' fantasy owners are fantasy points if he's um, trying to decide between Jalen Hurts and uh, your boy uh, Gardner Minshew might uh, be uh, an NFL starting quarterback. Gardner Minshew, aye, aye. roll in. Save the day. (laughs) Kyler Murray also in that same category as Tom Brady. I think he knew he was going to be good, yeah. but uh, I think maybe he's even uh, a level uh, higher than we thought coming into the season. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Okay. And let's wrap it up with uh, tight ends then. Um, for me, tricks yes. include uh, two of the three big names, um, George Kittle and Darren Waller. Of course, injuries have played a part, especially for Kittle, but just uh, you probably aren't happy with those guys uh, so far based on where you drafted them. Evan Engram, perennial disappointment for my Giants. Robert Tanyan and mm-hmm. Logan Thomas, again, you know, injuries. But uh, those are my tricks. How about you? Tight end tricks. Yeah, I'd, 
I'd agree with those. I'd also throw Austin Hooper on the list. I kind of hoped, like, maybe we'd, we'd get a little better uh, with the offense and Baker Mayfield kind of gelling a little better, but that has not happened. Um, Rob Gronkowski I'd throw on the list. Product of, of injuries more than anything else, um, but certainly not where you drafted him, what you're getting out of him. Okay, and then finally for troops at the uh, tight end position, Mark and Andrews maybe even a little better than expected with um, Lamar yeah. Jackson throwing the ball a bit more. Um, I'll uh, say Mike Kosicki, your friend, uh, doing a little better yeah. than I thought he would. Dalton Schultz certainly having uh, rested the tight end uh, targets away in Dallas there. Dawson Knox before he got hurt and T.J. Uh, Uzama rounding out my list of tight end treats so far this season. All good things. I'd also, um, I mean, Kyle Pitts, I think, was far and away at the top of my list. He was better than I anticipated. Obviously, I hate on the Falcons a lot, but he really has done a lot. Mike Isecki is definitely on my list. Dalton Schultz, we finally got someone who's the last man standing in Dallas. Um, And uh, Tyler Higbee, I think, also kind of slides in as an honorable mention on my list, just because I don't think I expected what I got out of him, especially you know, where he was drafted or just picked up off waivers. I mean, I think he's, he's exceeded some of the ex- expectations there. So some good tricks and treats. Uh, we, of course, want to hear your thoughts, who you've got this season on your trick and treat list. And, of course, if you have lineup questions, we're here to help you all week long. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night from uh, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can follow us all over social media. And good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.